Wealthy Author Podcast, episode number 35, Healing and Forgiving Yourself and Those Who Hurt You with Terry Moore. Welcome to another episode of the Wealthy Author Podcast. I am your host, D. Orlando Fortune. This is a show about business and authors. With the growing demand for information, entrepreneurs must learn how to turn their ideas into words on a page that bring in cash and share a unique message. This podcast brings you the strategies, tips, and bars to do just that and do it well using a book. If you hate making unnecessary mistakes, then you must watch the free training I prepared for you at thoughtfortunepress.com slash mini class. As the name implies, it's a training. I don't ask you for a dime. It's straight up content. And if you like what you hear, I give you a chance to jump on a call with me or one of my team. Easy peasy, no muss, no fuss. You don't want to miss this mini class if you actually want to make money with your book. Go to thoughtfortunepress.com forward slash mini class and learn how to avoid the nine mistakes beginning authors make and how to write a money-making branded book without being a great writer or wasting your time waiting for a publishing deal. Again, that's thoughtfortunepress.com slash mini class, M-I-N-I-C-L-A-S-S. Wealthy author family, I'm so excited about this episode. This is someone that um, has a, a, a deep a connection to. Um, she's actually a woman that I met at my first actual speaking event where I was actually presenting and thought I was going to be presenting in front of people. Now, and what ended up happening at that event is instead of me just speaking at the event, I ended up having to like host a whole room. So um, I had a, it was like one of those breakout rooms at a hotel and I'm running the whole event in that room while the host for the entire event was running the main room. So I was hosting this room. It was my first time ever doing this. I was like basically the MC walking around, keeping everybody excited about the booths that are in there, introducing the different speakers, doing my presentation. Um, it was crazy. But then, you know, when God puts you in a position to, to work, to do his, do his work, he gives you the tools to go ahead and succeed. I had never done that before. I'd only watched my father be a DJ. But one of the ladies in that room and uh, one, of the, one of the ladies in the room in the event, she was a vendor there also. She was also speaking about her story and speaking about her book and selling her book was this woman, Terry Moore. And from that first time I, I met her, I knew there was a connection there, not only because she was an author and I was in the process of getting my book done. And uh, as you'll find out in this to this in, today's interview, we ended up uh, meeting at her event again and exchanging our books. And it, it was a great it was a great meeting at that time because um, we evolved more as people because of our connection and think the conversations we'd had after that main event that we met at and that main main event. Afterward, I was helping her to pack her stuff up and carry it, carry it out to her car. And I met her husband, who she talks about, her second husband here. Um, you'll find more about that whole idea of uh, her, how powerful and inspirational her husband is in her life. But I asked her about being able to heal some of my own wounds because this was early in my own recovery from addiction. And she gave me this idea of being able to sit down and face my own 
negative my demons if you will she gave me this visualization strategy that um that she didn't have to give to me she gave it to me for free and she just wanted to help and pour into me that visualization is something that i've taken with me i've never shared it with anyone else because i didn't know if i was allowed to <laughs> it was something that was given to me and i know she had people pay her for her advice and for her guidance through going overcoming their own hurts um, and being able to forgive yourself so as we move into this conversation i want to introduce um, some of the ideas and concepts that I want you to stay to stay tuned to and be prepared to absorb. And there's a powerful quote at the end of this that you definitely want to write down, put it on, put it in your notes, put it in your journal. You may even want to print it out. It is a powerful quote. You want, it, but it's like at the end, so you you have to listen to everything else and everything. The rest of this conversation it builds up to that quote. Okay, it's not my quote. It's her quote. So. Just to introduce a few key points to listen to here as you get into this conversation with my godmother here, Miss Terry Moore. Um, one thing is to love yourself back in the mirror and give yourself a loud and proud 10. So this is idea, the strategy of analysis, self-analysis and for her own analysis when she's working with clients during her discovery calls. She has this idea of looking in the mirror, this imagery of looking in the mirror or, mirror or even looking in the mirror physically and deciding on how you what you look at and how you assess yourself when you look in the mirror okay who's looking back at you how do you judge that person in front of you what do you what do you say what is your number and how powerful that little strategy is for you getting true um, understanding a, a true foundation for how you're going to continue growing continue to learn to love yourself so see what that strategy is and find out more about what that means and how she uses it in her business it might be a way for you to even help and grow in your business if you want to take that strategy for yourself or use it on yourself okay another thing here is it um i talked to terry again of course about how why she wrote her book and one thing that she says about her book and how her struggle she had it was like seven years where she wasn't really writing her book and then something happened and shifted and she was able to write her book very very quickly some a chance encounter with someone but she talks about how your rescue story her words not mine your rescue story will save lives if you learn how to share it well. So you got to learn how to do that. And in this in this conversation, you're gonna learn some of the ways that she how listen to how she shares her story as she goes through, how she weaves in and out of her story, and you're able to glean bits of information on business, bits of information on personal development, bits of information on how on forgiveness. So listen to how she does that because again, she's telling her rescue story all the way throughout this, and it's a great way for you to learn how to share your story. Very well also number three here why you shouldn't let your spouse or partner be your accountability partner when writing your book it's an interesting story towards the end um, and I know we all need some help for the most parts when we are trying to write and publish our book or whatever content that we're trying to do and uh, Terry gives this interesting story about something she learned from John Maxwell about writing books and working with your spouses. Uh, and there's a story that, that you got to listen to. <laughs> and it's, it's a great, it ends great, but there's this balance in, that needed to come about that wasn't really happening. This back and forth thing with her and her spouse trying to get this book done with them, her asking for help from him. So pay attention to that story and learn something from that. Finally, my own quote here, and this is based upon something that Terry says, and you hear the same theme throughout the rest of this interview, and it's the reason why you have the title here, but your lack of forgiveness may be blocking your blessing. It's something I say here, pulled it out of everything that she was saying. That's the idea that came to mind, and I want you to pay attention to that. As you go into the, listening to the rest of this interview, 
So let's close this out with this intro right now. Your lack of forgiveness may be blocking your blessing. Listen to this interview. Find out how to un- to start releasing and letting go of some things and start forgiving yourself to allow these blessings that God wants into your life. You have to start opening the door to them. All right, enough of me. Let's get into the interview. All right, we are on here again with another fabulous author. And today, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to be speaking with uh, someone who's very close to me. Um, <laughs> she calls me her son. I call her my, my mother, spiritual mother. Here, we are going to get into some, some interesting topics here as we discuss um, the life and the story behind Miss Terry Moore, Mrs. Terry Moore. Um, before we get into that, I want to go ahead and get this bio out the way because y'all, I want to share uh, her full bio and um, you're going to hear a lot of spiritual stuff. A lot of love is going to be shown on this episode today. So get your tissues out and get ready. <laughs> All right. So her bio, Miss Terry L. Moore, <laughs> is a certified empowerment coach with a simple goal. She wants to coach you out of your past. Her mission is to help individuals of any age, particularly women, to release emotional triggers, to find their true self, and illuminate their inner power. Drawing on her own experiences of growing up in a dysfunctional family, surviving an abusive first marriage, dealing with substance abuse, and finally finding peace and possibility by turning her life over to God, Terry shows other women how to leave their past behind and become not just survivors, but thrivers. Terry brings her professional experience as an author, radio talk show host, workshop leader, and executive director of a domestic violence crisis center to her work as a coach. She also draws on her fruitful years of volunteer experience, starting and leading ministries for older singles and preteens in church settings. Her book, Face to Face with God, My Best Friend, in its first year has been very successful while changing lives. While serving her 10 years at Beacon of Hope Center for Women, Terry, along with her staff, was awarded the 2009 Trainer, Train the Trainer Award winner, a 2013 Teen Talk Outreach and Education Award winner, and a 2014 winner of the Victim Advocacy Award. In 2017, Terry launched the first Empowering Women chapter of Networking Today International, the fastest growing business networking organization in the country. In addition to her work as a breakthrough and vision coach for groups and individuals, Terry is a popular keynote and guest speaker and conducts inspiring workshops for the direct marketing industry. She performs workshops, seminars, and webinars on empowerment. Terry also presents lunch and, lunch and learns to corporations, small businesses, churches, and nonprofits. Terry, Ms. Terry, welcome to the show. Is there anything else you want to add to your bio? Oh, wow, Dwayne. Thank you for thank you for having me on the show. Um, I do. I do want to add that I have been happily married to Scott for 25 years. Mm-hmm. And I have two adorable fur babies. Uh, one is Lily, and she is a Ninchin, uh, which is miniature pincher and miniature chihuahua mix. She is absolutely gorgeous. I tell her every day how pretty she is. <laughs> Like a good and then mama. I have Max. <laughs> uh huh, absolutely. Um, and I have another dog. He's a Lopso Opso, and his name is Max. 
and he is just a very handsome man as well. Handsome little boy, I should say. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> they are both rescue dogs, and um, we are just um, proud parents of those two little creatures. Mm. Love it. I, I and that's that. really it. I'm in the middle of moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm in the middle of moving. And you know how stressful that can be. Uh, we've lived in this house for 20 years and we are moving to downsides. And um, yeah, so it's been fun, exhausting, but yet, you know, I'm excited for the next adventure in our life. Yeah, as always, I know you'll find another adventure. I always find leading, uh, following where God is leading you to. So I love uh, I love having you on the show. Um, I know you're a little upset with me because it took so many episodes for I finally before we finally got together, but you're on here now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> but let's, let's go ahead and get started with our first question. Just a very simple, uh, easy little softball pitch to you. What are you reading now? As I said earlier, I'm packing mm-hmm. uh, a, t- a house of 20 years. So really what I'm reading now is the Bible. Mm-hmm. And when I have time, uh, believe it or not, uh, and I'm not joking with you because I have speaking engagements coming up that I'm preparing for, I'm actually reading my book again, probably mm-hmm. for the fifth time. <laughs> so, Excellent. Uh, there is one book that I am reading on an occasional basis, and that's The Five-Second Rule, yep. Mel Robbins. Yep. That is an incredible book. Um, I'm only halfway into it, and I'm looking forward to getting through the rest of it. Absolutely. I love some Mel Robbins. Um, I'm a fan of even her work there on Audible, where you can listen to her um, interviews and her sessions that she does with some of her clients and you get to go behind the scenes and see how she breaks down some of these patterns and helps people overcome whatever's going on in their life it's awesome to listen to um but the five second rule changed a whole lot of thinking across the world and i definitely use it as part of my life in certain areas love some terry uh some uh <laughs> some mel robbins we'll have that book in the show notes for you excellent of course you had had the Bible in there. I knew that was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> of course. All right. So, so uh, Miss Terry, tell us, tell TFP uh, about your business and then more importantly, why you do what you do. Sure, absolutely. My company's name is Terry L. Morin Team because I'm all about team playing uh, and and bringing people in to experience what I get to experience. So I am a certified empowerment coach, like he said. I help individuals have those breakthroughs, those monumental moments, those light bulb experience, light bulb <laughs> experiences when they say, "Oh my gosh, now I get it." And uh, the other part of it is, is I am a national speaker, so I go all over the all over the United States traveling to speak on empowerment issues. And then um, I also am a best-selling author of the book that we're going to be talking about today. And I go in and talk to businesses about you know their strategy plans and so forth as well. Excellent. That's, so that's it. why. So that's why you guys started doing what you're doing. 
Well, you know, it was so wild how this happened. And I believe God has some something in store for all of us when we least not expect it. Uh, but here I was, I was the executive director of my um, organization that I founded. And my executive coach came to me one day and she said, I need to see you in my office in three days. And I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to get fired. <laughs> but that's okay. Cause it was so stressful. I was, you know, it was getting, it was getting to be a very big challenge for me anyway. And she brought me into her office and she had these things on her whiteboard and it said, certified coach, workshop facilitator, radio talk show host, uh, speaker, and author. And she said, you know why I put these up there? And I said, no. She said, because this is what I see in you. And my job dropped. Um, I started getting very shaky. And I said, I have no idea what you're talking about. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, And you know who I'm talking about, Mr. Mark Cox. So Mm -hmm. she cannot knock you off your feet. But just to give you a little bit of insight, I believe that when somebody tells you what they see in you, it's not coming from that person. It is coming from God. Mm-hmm. God is using that person to tell you what he has you to be looking forward to. And so off I went in training to become a coach. And within six months, I had my first client. And uh, my one client turned into two clients, turned into 15 clients, and it turned into 20 clients. And it just kept going and going and going. And as a result, I am, I am so blessed because I've been able to watch these women and men have these breakthroughs before my very eyes. Because the reason I got into this, too, is because I came from a very dysfunctional family, a family full of alcoholics. Mm-hmm. Uh, my brother was a bully. Um, you know, there's a lot of physical, mental abuse in a, a mental, physical and emotional abuse going on. And so therefore, I had a very low self image of myself. And then there was a little boy in kindergarten. And listen, Dwight, I've tried to find this guy on Facebook. <laughs> um, he stripped me of my self-confidence like within five minutes and told me that. You know, I was ugly that why does your hair look like it's been put in a light pocket? Um, you know, why did your clothes look like you got them out of a dumpster? And it went on and on and on. And that just stripped me of my self-confidence. And that was in kindergarten. And so I carried it all the way through, all the way through into my adulthood, everything. Because I believe not only was he saying these things to me, my parents were saying these things to me, my grandparents my brother. And so I believed all these lies for so many years, what they have been telling me who I was. Mm -hmm. Then over 25 years ago, I decided I've had enough. These people in my church were seeing things in me that I didn't see. Um, And so what I did is I went on a self-discovery journey to find who I truly was. And I really began to like this person that was coming out. And when she finally did come out, I got to meet the new Terry, who was passionate, considerate, <laughs> pure, confident, all of the things that I've always wanted to be. So, therefore, my mission as a coach is to get you to love yourself back in the mirror and give yourself a loud and proud 10. And when I see a lot of my clients for the first time, I'll ask them that question on a scale of 1 to 10, 
10 being the best, where do you see yourself loving yourself back in the mirror? And some will come to me and they'll be fours or fives or six. And that means uh, we have a lot of work before us. Seven and eight, not so much. They, you know, they have moved into from their past into the present. Um, but they still have work to do. And then when I have the nine and ten, uh, my first question is, why do you need me? And then once we start doing the discovery session, uh, we find we find different things out together. And majority of the time, it's with one of the parents. It's either the dad or the mom. And so my mission in life now is to find those people that know that something is holding them back and to help them have that beautiful breakthrough and to help them discover their wholeness about themselves because there's so many people out there, Dwight, that are walking around that's been sexually assaulted mm-hmm. or they have been being with their, you know, their, their incest, their, their relatives. Mm-hmm. And I was sexually assaulted by a guy at a shopping center with a knife that tried to kill me. I know what people go through with these things. It strips you of your wholeness. It strips mm-hmm. you of your self-worth. On top of that, I had a husband that, my first husband that abused me almost every day, you know, mm-hmm. kicked me in the head, you know, punched me in the mouth or whatever. And those are the types of things that happen to us as an individual that can tear our self-esteem down to nothing. Mm-hmm. But I do want to mention to, to the listeners out there that the day that this man decided to sexually assault me and violate me was over 30-some years ago, but I can honestly say that was one of the best days of my life. Mm, and when I'm out speaking, you unpack that. <laughs> you yeah, gotta unpack that one. You, <laughs> when I'm out speaking and I say that, people are like, "What the heck is she talking about?" That was the day that I found God. I was not mm. raised in a religious home. I I did not go to church. I did not know the Bible. I did not pray to God. I was happy being an alcoholic, a drug dealer, a number one pool hustler in the state of Indiana. I was happy doing all that. But inside, I was dying. And that day is when I knew my life was at stake with this man holding a knife to my throat. I knew that I was either I was going to get out of this or I was going to die, one of the two. So I just decided, hey, guys, (laughs) I uh, it's me, and I'm I'm saying this silently, obviously, why he had a knife to my throat. But right. I was like, God, I know you. I need you right now. And if you get me out of this mess, I will turn my life over to you for the remainder of my life. And it was not more than two minutes later. The guy opens, takes the knife off my throat, opens the door, and tells me to get out. He told me that he was going to take my car and he was going to park it in the parking lot. And about 25 minutes later, he didn't care what I did. So I called the police. (laughs) And, (laughs) but it was three days later after all this happened that I finally, well, I take that back. It's about three weeks later because I went into a very, very deep isolation and Mm -hmm. depression. And 
three weeks later, I was met uh, at a restaurant that I used to work at by a woman, believe it or not, that I used to party with in high school. And she invited me to her church service. Oh, and I was ready yes. to go ask her if she wanted to go have a drink. And she said, no, I'd like to invite you to my my Bible talk I go to on Bible talk. So one thing led into another. And uh, to make the long, long story shorter is I have been now a faithful uh, Christian for 32 years. That's all right. That's all right. Yeah. And I think we had, uh, you know, our first little bar that was dropped in there. Yeah. There's family. There's, First of all, let me say thank you for being so vulnerable um, in that moment and sharing those those experiences. Although you're also saying those are reasons, great reasons to be sharing them um, because of the transformation there. And so that's a, one lesson to listen for our TFP is in those transformational moments, being open enough to share those moments is what brings us in here, uh, what connects us, as you said, to the audiences that you speak to. Um, but but you also said in there, um, it's our friend, Ms. Uh, Shamara Cox is someone that's speaking life into you. And, but see the thing here with it, what separates some of uh, the many from the few is that the few hear that someone's speaking life into them and they take the rein to say, all right, let's go after it. Um, with the many just like, okay, that's awesome. But then they don't do anything with it or they do half measures. And of course, you know, half measures, measures avail us nothing. So I wanna ask you, what was it in that moment where um, that, that life was spoken into about your future and what your possibilities and where you could go, what was it about that moment um, that said, I'm going to go after this and what has kept you going after that? Becoming the speaker, the, the author, to becoming the coach and all that. Well, first of all, I know I have a rescue story to tell. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I... When she said that, it scared the daylights out of me. But then on the way home from Carmel, from her office, I don't remember the drive home, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> I do remember knowing and feeling and believing with all my heart that this, this calling was coming from God. Mm -hmm. And it was not more than an hour and probably two hours later after my husband and I sat down and talked that I decided, you know what, if she believes in me and God believes in me, I'm going to do this. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to do it because I want, I don't want the individuals to be walking around on the face of this earth, not knowing who they truly are. And trust me, there's millions and millions of people that don't know who they are and they could be in their 60s or 70s and it breaks my heart and i would i just want to keep that message out there as long as i can love that i love i love that does that answer your question no, absolutely. I was just pausing there, but I love the hearing that because that is that thing that drives a lot of coaches to, to, to become um, better coaches and to put more of their hearts into their work is because they, they realize I have a calling on my life to go out and do that, uh, to go out and do this, not because, uh, you know, I'm some great individual and we have all these accomplishments, but because 
it's something I'm supposed to be doing. And so, but part of that process for you was also getting to the point where you finally published your book. So what was, so when did you publish your book? And then what was that about? Why did you decide to publish that book? My book was published in 2015. And so I've got to go and change that on my website. <laughs> you read that about the year. Um, I, I wrote this book because I wanted to take the reader through, I wanted to give the reader a hope, the hope that they can change, that they can discover their real self. Uh, and when you discover your real self and you're able to applaud that person staring back at you in the mirror rather than wanting to break that mirror like I used to, then you know that you have sent, sent out that message. And I wanted people to feel that they could connect with me uh, because the first two chapters are full of my life of what I went through to set the stage up for the rest of the other six chapters. Hmm. And this book did not come easy. This book took seven years in the making because I kept putting it on the back burner, making excuses, not feeling confident, telling myself, who am I to write this book? And then in 2015, um, this is this is so ironic and so God. But in the 2015, I decided I wasn't going to write the book. Hmm. Um, that I just didn't have time, and nobody's going to read it. <laughs> and so, but that particular moment or that particular week um, that I decided that, I went to church, and I had over seven or eight people ask me how my book was going. Hmm. And I just basically looked at him and said, shut up. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so I thought, okay, God, I don't know what your message is to me today, but I think you're telling me that you want me to go full speed ahead. And he just kind of put it into my head, like, who are you not to write a book? You've taken, hmm. you've gone through a lot of stuff that I want you to tell the world about. So that was that was my that was a, a monumental moment. Mm -hmm. But what the big thing was is that still I wasn't moving fast enough. So one of my friends did not bother to tell me that she had been and she's an editor for some Christian companies, and she does mm -hmm. it on on the side. And she came in my house. And she has this big calendar and she's got the dates marked out and deadlines and all kinds of rules and I'm supposed to adhere to, which I don't do good, but it's rules hardly. But needless to say, she kept me on schedule to where I was able to finish this book in three months. Hmm. I had a lot of material, but I didn't have all the meat together. And so between her and myself and my publisher, I can honestly tell you, and this is the reviews I get back from people, Dwight, is that each page is neat. It's not just fluff, fluff. It's neat. It's practical. It's tips. It's inspirational. 
I'm so honored. I'm sometimes I still, you know, pinch myself. Am I really an author? Mm-hmm. You know, and then to get the cards and the emails and the texts and Facebook posts saying how my book has changed their life. Mm-hmm. That just blows my mind. You know, now here what they're, here's what they're saying. When's your next book coming out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely. And I, this book, I love it. This book will be out this year, uh, but it's going to be more along the lines of coaching. Mm. And because, you know, someday I am going to retire and I would really like to have a book out there, which, um, which stands for me, uh, everything I do, but, you know, to lead them down that right path uh, and, you know, and hold their hand as they read this book. But back to face-to-face with God, my best friend, I'm also a vision coach. So what that mm-hmm. means is um, I put things up on my vision board and I dream and I put it into existence. And one of the things I wanted to do in 2019 is become a best-selling author. Mm-hmm. And I achieved it. And I'm so proud of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're going to get to that. We're going to get to what that was like, uh, what that journey was like. One thing I definitely want to step in here and, and, and share, just with this two bars that was dropped in there also for, for, for the family. Um, one being that question when you said, uh, they came to the realization that the question wasn't, who am I to write a book? It was, who am I to not write a book? That TFP family is a powerful question for you who are on the fence, for those of you who are listening, thinking about writing a book and you think like, well, you're saying the same thing to yourself. You know, I don't have all these accolades. I haven't done this and that. I haven't done this and that over here either. I'm nowhere like this best-selling author. I'm not like this entrepreneur over here. I'm not the greatest speaker on this over here. But that's not the point. Um, your message is supposed to impact certain people, and they're not getting your message because you're asking yourself the wrong question. It is not, who am I? It's who am I to not write this book? So what's that? with that answering to that question, then I heard another piece of your journey, which we're starting to see a pattern here. And you hear this often, right, Miss Ms. Terry? With, with people who are coaches um, or are great coaches is like they have coaches. Great coaches have coaches, right? So I've heard you for the second time saying someone came by as a coach and says, I'm going to help you do this. And you went from seven years of toil and tribulation <laughs> and to get to the point where to where within 90 days with a coach working with you, you got your book done. So I, I love hearing that. I absolutely love it because that's the process, y'all. It, you can get a great book done very quickly with the right help, with the right assistance. Ask me how I know. <laughs> so, Ms. Terry, uh, I, before we get into... Accountability. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Before we get into this bestseller uh, journey that you went on um, over in the last year, I want to talk to you, I want to ask you about your business and how the book has impacted your business, especially, you know, with, with coaches and, and speaking engagements, how, what was your business kind of like before you published this book a few, several years ago and what's it looking like since you published it? How has the book helped? My business before the book came out, 
was good. Uh, I mean, I, I had quite a few clients. Uh, again, though, I was I was still trying to step out of my the domestic violence organization I ran, so I had to keep it limited. But mm. since the book has come out, uh, my cl- my clients that have read the book before they've ever met me, uh, it gives them so much more of a sense of security mm. that, that oh my gosh, I know this woman, you know, because my book is like people have said and described it. It's like you're sitting around a coffee table with you, you know, having a conversation. Um, the other other thing is that some of my clients that have read the book come to me and they say that you never, you didn't seem like you were ever at a different level than we are. Ooh, you know, you've been key. there, so you're helping us to climb that ladder. Um, and so. It's, it's really has helped my business considerably and it's helped my speaking engagements too, because, you know, it's not easy to get speaking engagements as you all know. And so what happens is when people read my book, they'll go talk to somebody and they'll say, Hey, I just read this woman's book. You need to call her. You need to get her set up on a speaking engagement, you know, blah, 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 or a book signing or, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And it has helped. I mean, honestly, this year, I kind of put my book on a back burner um, just with my husband's health concerns and with us moving. But it's still out there. And people are still buying this book after three years, which I think that's phenomenal, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Love it, love it, love it, love it. So so, so something that, 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 you, that you spoke about in there um, and... And I, I want to dive some some of the content from that book also because of this the statement you made, which is that people are reading it and not only are they feeling like they're more connected to you, but they felt like we the connection is because we are similar and we've been through a similar journey. And if you've come out on the other side, now I want to get help from you. And that's a key piece to people who are definitely our coaches and consultants. It's like I'm not just saying this from a theoretical standpoint. I've been there. I'm on the other side, and um, you're not somebody who's sitting high on the mounts, looking down on someone and saying you need to do this. But like, no, let's have a conversation. I love that. So, what is this conversation though that you're having with your reader? What are we talking about in your book for for TFP family? We haven't read your book quite yet. What are we What are we talking about in this book here, face to face with God? Well, the first chapter is called making peace with your past and so this is where I'm very vulnerable my life is an open book in this first and first and second chapter because if you haven't made peace with your past it's going to be hard to have the life that you want to live you want to Mm. truly live you cannot Mm. find your highest potential so then basically number the second chapter is let it go let it go let it go and the reason I chose that is because our past can paralyze us. Just like in Frozen, the movie Frozen, you know, mm-hmm. Elsa was paralyzed by her powers. Well, we can be paralyzed in our past by allowing somebody else's power to have mm-hmm. control of us. Get that. Our, whoever's listening, please get that. Your mom, your dad, your grandparents, your ex-spouse. 
Anybody right now could have power over you that is keeping you from living the life that you're called to be. You're called to do, I mean. Um, so basically, then um, chapter, you know, three through six, it's it's just sitting down like I'm like I'm talking to you, just like I am now. That's how my book is. It just it just flows, you know, each and every chapter that you're building on. And mm -hmm. basically, this book is designed on how I coach my clients. We're about halfway through today's show, and I want to give you a quick word from our sponsor before finishing the interview. Today's show is sponsored by Thought Fortune Press. You probably know that if you're not an authority in your industry, nobody's hearing your message. And you may know that the number one way to build your authority is by authoring a book. What you probably don't know is that you can write the manuscript for your book in less than four hours. I'm D. Arlando Fortune, the lead self-publishing strategist for Thought Fortune Press, where we turn your ideas into a branded book that brings in the cash by sharing your unique message and positioning you as an authority in your industry. If you're an entrepreneur or a speaker who's thinking about already writing or want to publish your next book, but you don't want to write it, or you just want to get help getting it done, your first step is a wealthy author roadmap. This is a call to help us get to the heart of what you do for your customers. Together, we'll determine how a book will help you establish more credibility in your customers' minds and make a bigger impact in their lives, while also, of course, increasing your revenues. During the call, we'll walk you through designing your book's outline and its content and create a publishing timeline that fits your goals, even if that means getting it done in as little as 90 days. What makes us different is that we know a book is only the first step into your world. Not only do we help you write the book, but we work with you on creating a signature suite of products all from your book's one outline. We do all of this using the five phases of our proprietary system, the signature book formula. To get started on your personalized wealthy author roadmap, go to thoughtfortunepress.com and click the gold start here button at the top of the page. Now remember, you're only one book away. So let us at Thought Fortune Press guide you to becoming an author. Go to thoughtfortunepress.com today. Okay, so now let's get back to the tips and finishing up this conversation with Terry Moore and really get into this other side of what forgiveness looks like and what to do about it. Okay. So what 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 would be that what would be that first step for someone who has seen that past, they've looked into the past, um, they've seen some things that they need to heal from and they have decided I need to let go and maybe they have let go most of it go or um, but what is that first step for that you would suggest for this listener who's trying to start healing from that past and start stepping into empowerment and stepping into their possibility what would be that first step the quick step they can something to do today this week for them to start that process okay great question one um, whoever's listening and they feel like they've got stuff that from their past they need to work through, think about the people in your, in your past uh, of, who have hurt you. 
who you feel that they need to forgive you. And if you start getting an emotional charge, then you have not let go of that person. Mm, and, wow. and then two, go and look in your mirror and ask that question uh, on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the best, where do I see myself loving myself back in the mirror? Mm-hmm. And be honest. That's the thing. Too many people are not honest with themselves. Oh, baby, I'm a loud and proud 10. Well, I had a woman come to me and she gave me a 10. I said, then why do you need me? Oh, because, you know, I still think there's still something that I have to uncover. Well, you know what? After our discovery session, I asked her that that question again and she went to a five. I didn't take her Mm -hmm. to a five. She took herself to a five. Mm -hmm. Oh, so now. Okay, so. So, so, oh, I'm going I'm to I'm let you get back to it, but I got, I, I got, mm, in this moment, um, there's, there's so many people who go out into the world, of course, where like the social media thing, it doesn't help with it, but we want to put on this front in front, uh, in, in the world, um, because we don't want to share that, be vulnerable and show that I have problems and issues when we already know everybody around us has issues, but it's not like accepted to go out and share these things. But we, so we're looking for this safe place in order to share that, that place to let that guard down. And um, I want to thank you for being one of those people where that is available for someone to come out there and truly share themselves and start really working on what they need to be working on without putting on this facade, without putting on this, this image. But I, I just wanted to throw it in there. So there's some of you out there who are listening for, or who are looking for some help to really get some help, but you don't feel like you can be that, that weak, and I'm showing throwing quotations up here, weak in that moment. And that's where we gotta find someone that you can find a safe place. And that means you gotta get the right coach, um, the right, the great counsel, if you will, in order to work through those issues. So I behoove you, I ask you, I beg of you, for your family, for your future. And for those of you who are called to be transformed by your journey, that you go get that help. Okay, I'm sorry, All right. I, had to, I had to jump in there because that is so true. I know what it's like, um, but go ahead, go ahead, keep going, keep going, keep going. So she came out as a five and what's moving forward is the, the first step. Um, the, the first step, to what you just said is the first step that when you know that you're stuck or that you're going around in circles in life or you're not loving yourself back, here's, here's, here's the number one thing. And this is what I wrote during my book, um, Power of Forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Too many people still don't know how to forgive themselves. Mm. And if you don't mm. learn how to forgive yourself, how on earth can you forgive anybody else? Absolutely. By holding yourself bondage in that lack of forgiving yourself is keeping you from finding that wonderful open world out there. And I'm speaking from experiences because I, I, I could not forgive myself. I hated myself, Dwight. But when I, when I made the decision I was going to forgive myself for all the things that I've done that I regretted, my life opened up in a whole new direction. I started seeing myself confident, loving, secure. 
I started getting asked to be in leadership in my church. You know, I, you know, obviously, you know, I went in, I went into sales. You and I've talked about that, which mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a job in itself. Uh, and then, you know, I had this calling to start a domestic violence organization. And if I had not forgiven myself and loved myself, I wouldn't have made it in that role in a week because mm. you've got to have some tough shoulders because you're going to be dealing with victims of domestic violence and sexual assault. You have mm-hmm. to be tough. You have to be secure when their staff is coming to you going, well, I don't like something you said. <laughs> you, know, you, have mm-hmm. to, you have to be strong mm-hmm. in that. And my goal as a coach is to first, you know, sit down, talk to you. Let's do a discovery session. Let's figure what, who's holding you hostage right now. And let's figure out how you're going to have that breakthrough so you can wake up every morning and learn to thrive and not just survive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So here, the, the interesting thing, I hear that. Oh, I absolutely, absolutely. I absolutely do. The interesting thing that I that I hear in that process is that, or what came to me was that your lack of forgiveness may be blocking your blessing right now. That's that's something that I heard and what there you, you just said. And so uh, before moving on to uh, maybe some long term a uh, long term strategy as a part of growing through this empowerment, um, I want to ask you this question that, that I believe is a pivotal question in this forgiveness equation is how does one know how do i know when i have truly forgiven because i can say i forgive you i can think i've forgiven you but how do i know that i've been or at least on that path to forgiveness at least truly sure that's a great that's a great question Again, what I said earlier is that if you feel that you've forgiven somebody and then you think about them and you feel that emotional charge, that means you may have forgiven them a little bit, but you haven't forgiven them the way Jesus would. Mm, okay. And that's what I had to get in my, get in my face one day. You know, um, my ex-husband hurt me very, very deeply. and. Even after our divorce was final, he still was hurting me in different ways. And I know I had not forgiven him. And one day, my dad, when we found out my dad was dying of pancreatic cancer, my husband today, Scott, made me get on the phone and call my ex-husband to tell him that his, 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 uh, his past father-in-law was dying. I said, nope, not getting on that phone. I don't want to talk to that jerk. Don't want to talk to that monster. Don't want to talk to that creep. He says, that's why you got to get on the phone. And so I got on the phone and I prayed before I got on the phone. And within minutes after I talked to him, I could feel that I needed to really forgive him. I wanted to rip his head off over that phone. And I knew that that's not what God wants for me. And so I just needed to forgive him. And I, it was hard. It was also hard to forgive the man that sexually assaulted me. But again, you know, God says, don't keep, don't keep a record of rights or wrongs. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn how to forgive them in order for me to clear the way for what I'm doing today. Mm, now, absolutely. 
when January can be a tough month for me because that's the day that, uh, that was in the days of January is when I was sexually assaulted and went to the uh, divorce. But you know what? I didn't even think about them in January. So that just tells me I've grown in that and I've worked through that and they don't have any hold on me whatsoever. Love it. Love it. Love it. So you hear that TFB family as a barometer. And I like that because I definitely, I definitely can see how moments where I thought I'd forgiven somebody, like from like college where I thought I'd forgiven someone out of sight, out of mind, moved on with my life. But yet when I heard her name, like I just got all types of stuff that just came out of nowhere. Like, oh, I thought that was gone. So I definitely hadn't forgiven her. And it took years for me to forgive this woman. <laughs> Um, so I definitely see that as a, oh, I love that as a strategy or uh, um, a, a system, if you will, for determining if you have truly forgiven someone. Love that. Put that in your notebook, family, TLP family, put that in your journal and use that as you move forward to unlocking some of the opportunities coming forward with you because you've forgiven someone. So, Miss um, Terry, we want to, I want to go into this. Um, the next couple of questions here are about the writing process and some of this marketing. Um, I believe for you that there obviously is something happened uh, in this book as you were writing it. So what is it? Cause you had a long journey and you said, I'm done. And then you said, someone came along and says, no, you're not done. <laughs> you need to get this done now. So I want to know what did you learn? <laughs> what did you learn during the writing process? And this could be about yourself, about your life. What is it that you learned during um, during the writing process? Well, let's see. I learned that I'm a procrastinator. <laughs> uh, I learned that. Um, I learned that I'm a woman that can that could back then make a lot of excuses. Mm. Uh, due to fear and uh, procrastination you may not know this but procrastination is just an emotional emotion of fear fear of getting started fear of not you know fear of being uh, not being the uh, uh, sorry fear of a failure and so mm. forth and so on and the other thing I learned more than anything is that you have to have accountability so the other thing I learned, it doesn't, should never, ever be a spouse. <laughs> so if, you, if you want your marriage to start having bumps, that's a good way to do it. <laughs> uh, because I'll, I'll elaborate on that a little bit. Yeah, yeah, uh, please do. Keep, so I can keep the you know, viewer, uh, listeners on, our, on their feet. Uh, when I said I was going to go up and ride an hour, um, my husband would come up here to check on me and I'd be on the phone. So he makes me stay like 20 minutes later. And he wouldn't let me have my dog in the room. <laughs> and he, he, he was timing me when I had to, when I had to start writing. Um, but then it got really strange because it was almost like he was feeling neglected. Because I was wow. up here writing so much. I was like, really? Do or die? What do you want me to do here? <laughs> so I I listened to John Maxwell. <laughs> I listened to John Maxwell very carefully when he said, 
if you are writing a book, do not allow your spouse to be your accountability partner or to proofread your stuff. Mm. Um, but, but here's the thing, you know, my husband is a, is a great supporter. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think just maybe his, maybe his childish boy way came in the picture of feeling neglect. Like my wife's not sitting down here watching TV with me, so, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. But I'll never forget when I was on such an incredible tight deadline with my publisher and she said, you have to have all this, you have to have all these pages to 10, at 10 o'clock tonight. And I'm like, Oh, seriously. So my computer was not working. My husband was <laughs> at church. Yeah, of course. And you know, my dog's throwing up on the carpet and you know, next thing I know, my husband comes home and he could just tell I was over the top frustrated. <laughs> And he said, what can I do for you? And I was like, nothing, (laughs) nothing. Um, Because I know my husband and I know that if he saw a word out of place, he'd make me change it. And when that, we were, we were out of time. (laughs) Maybe we were out of time. But anyway, I decided, okay, God, what should I do? What should I do here? And I, I, he, God said, you need to go downstairs. You need to take those chapters and you, you need to allow him to proofread them. But you also need to tell him not to change things. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I did. I went downstairs and I had the chapters, gave them two at a time. And all I wanted him to do was a circle if there was, you know, something that was misspelled or something. And he came up to me and he walked in front of me like, okay, uh, you're going to yell at me. You're going to hit me. What's he going to do? <laughs> he had this weird look on his face mm-hmm. and he's never hit me. So don't misunderstand me, but right. mm-hmm. he said he had tears in his eyes and he says, Oh my gosh, sweetheart. This is going to be a best-selling book. This book's going to change so many lives. And I said, well, you're only at the second chapter. <laughs> he said, I know. He says, but my gosh, he says, I had no idea that you were putting this much meat into it and that, da, 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 you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And by the time he got to the eighth chapter, he was an absolute wreck. That's what's up. He was, he was just, he was just so supportive and in tears and, you know, oh my gosh, you know, he was just my biggest cheerleader that night. And I needed that because I was up till four o'clock in the morning working on that book. Mm-hmm. That's so what's up. you're going to ask me that. what what <laughs> lessons I've learned. Hire a very good editor. Mm-hmm. If you want to, if you want your book to get out in six months, hire an editor. Mm-hmm. Hire mm-hmm. somebody that knows what they're doing. You don't necessarily necessarily need to hire a publisher. I mean, you can have Amazon for that matter. But I, when I write this next book, I'm ha- I'm having a publisher. Yep. Excellent. Excellent. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. So let's, before we get into some of more of the fun questions here towards the end, um, one last question, and that's a circle back around to this bestseller journey that you went on. So tell us, tell TFP family, what is your best book promotion tip? (sighs) 
my best promotion tip is making sure, first of all, that you have a private book signing mm. with, uh, with your close family, friends. Uh, I had my book signing, a private one. I ended up having 70 people there, um, one some of, of my clients. <laughs> you were one of them. That's, that's right. Yeah. And, um, and that, was, that was a while ago, so give me grace, okay? Um, <laughs> you know, uh, you know what? I said my book's been out since 2015. That's not right. It's 2016. 16, yep. Thought about that. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, it can't be five years ago. But anyway, so that is what launched my career right there because you are signing your first book to your friend is just exhilarating. Well, my first book was signed to my husband, mm-hmm. um, but it was just exhilarating, you know, having a cake and stuff. And then you have a public book signing. Mm-hmm. And I had mine at Barnes and Noble and I ended up having 60 people there that day. And it mm-hmm. was, it was, it was great. It was wonderful. And then, so you want to keep your name out there at all times through social media. Um, you want to try to get in as many places as you can to have book signings. Um, believe it or not, hair salons are having book signings because they want to draw more business in. So I'm having a book signing at my uh, spa next month and uh, coffee shops. They really want, they want the, the traffic as well. Um, so social media has helped sell a lot of my books, um, but it's usually just word of mouth. And the, the best tip I can give to people as well as that have books on Amazon is get your friends or your clients or whatever to give those reviews on Amazon. Yes. Those reviews, those reviews are critical. Critical. In fact, I need to get more reviews up there because it's been a while. Um, and I'm happy to say that I'm a five-star author, which I know I'm sure you are too, Dwight. <laughs> but it, we, it, we don't get that by just sitting there. You know, people have to go on and they have to read our book and they have to review. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Love that. So, no, that is fabulous. Uh, that is fabulous. And I, and I see you're, you're off... Um, see you at so many signings it was awesome and yes it was a fabulous event had the nice little food my nice chef there it was it was awesome to be there around for, uh, friends and family and be so supported everybody buying the books there you could it, it was awesome right um and then you take that same energy and continue moving forward so i love that that definitely as a one of the tips for um, a great launch of of your book I think we exchanged books, you and I did. I don't think we saw, I think we just exchanged books. And then we took, yeah, we did. We exchanged we did. books and we took pictures of, uh, of each other holding each other's books. Absolutely. So let's get into some of the fun things as we are wrapping up today's show. Um, the first question here is what do you do on your days off that most people don't know about? On my days off, I love to kayak. What? I love to I didn't take walks. Well, that's my question. <laughs> well, then we should go to Eagle Creek this year. Yes, I've been wanting to kayak for like it's it's on my it's on my phone on Evernote. Like, learn about kayaking, and I've been doing that for about three years now. <laughs> oh yeah, I love to kayak. Um, I love to in the summertime, and I love to go to Rick's boat yard on the deck and just hang mm-hmm. out with my friends. And, you know, eat, 
you know, and, and just to have great conversations. Um, the other thing I love to do on days off when I can is hang out with my, my daughter and my grandkids. Uh, that always brightens my day. And I'm pretty sure I can put a smile on their face because they think I'm the coolest Nana in the world. (laughs) Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. All right. So as you move forward here, um, some of the quicker questions, two quick questions. Um, what is your favorite book? One of my favorite books. I mean, of course, behind the Bible. Okay. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be really off the chain here, and you're going to probably laugh, but to be honest with you, my favorite book is The Little Red Engine That Could. (laughs) I'm not even mad at that, but just, wow, okay. I'm not mad at that at all. Like, that's... That's, that's awesome. Oh, um, I don't think I've heard about, anybody give that type of answer yet, but that is awesome. 13 years ago, I went, I had to do a public speaking because mm-hmm. I was petrified of public speaking. Mm. And uh, I had to do a book report on my favorite book. And everybody else is doing adult books. I mean, I come in with a book report on Little Red Engine that could, but that book, and I'll tell you why it, it really, it's, and I go back and read it occasionally too, mm-hmm. is that that little engine did not have the confidence to think he'd get up that mountain. Mm-hmm. But he had somebody that believed in him that was mm-hmm. helping him get up that mountain. And this is one thing I tell my clients. In order to get up to the top of the mountain and down the mountain, you've got to let go of baggage at the bottom of the mountain. Mm. Bars! I got really excited on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so that's why that book is very special to me uh, because I, it's helped me tremendously. And there's mm. times even, there's times even now, you know, um, I've been having some sleeping disorders and uh, I'm not stressed about anything. It's just, I'm having trouble sleeping during the night. Mm. And so I get I have to get up in the morning and say, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I know I can. I know I can. And that's awesome. And I had to use that. I had to use that when I was writing my book. Because there's days I did not want to go up there up to my office. I did not want to climb those stairs. I was like, I want to just go to bed or I want to watch TV or I want to go play with my friends. You know. Mm -hmm. But it was like, I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. And it really, it really did help. That's awesome. No, it's so simple little things, whatever it takes for you, whatever that little simple thing is that nobody else understands, but they don't have to, it's yours. And I, I love it. I, I love it. I love it. I do. You're going to make me go read the book again. Like, honestly, I'm in my mind thinking, where is my copy? Like, why don't I have a copy? Um, of one of, That's one of my favorite kids books. <laughs> love it. All right, so um, final question before we allow you to share your, your full me- your message here. What is your favorite quote? I willingly and lovingly release and let go of all things that no longer serve me in a powerful, productive, and positive manner. Ooh, got to say that one again. You want me to say that again? Oh, yeah. I willingly and lovingly release 
and let go of all things and all people that no longer serve me in a powerful, productive, and positive manner. Ooh. Yeah. You need to TFP family. All right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna I'm gonna speak quietly right now, just so you have to listen a lot quieter. Uh write that one down. Um say that to yourself over and over and make that happen. Like real talk. I oh that's so so many so many people and things I've had to cut out of my life in order for me to get to the freedom that I have and then be able to not only that but stay away from those situations when they come up and they present themselves and be like, no, that's not, no, that's not where I'm going. That's not helping me. That's not, no. And being okay with saying no and walking away. That is a hard thing to do sometimes when you're not confident and, and committed to where you're going. Oh, that's a powerful statement. Love that you shared that with the family. And before we allow you to um, tell us what's next for you, um, I think you had some things you wanted to share about um, some specials may have coming up here soon. An event you have coming up here in April. Um, let's go ahead and give the mic over to you right now and allow you to share your message. What is your message that you must share with the world? All righty. I, again, believe that everybody has more inside of them than what they think they do. And I'm going to do my best. Uh, with everything inside of me and God using me to help you to discover that. Now, I'm not a Christian coach. I have not been trained in that. I'm a certified empowerment coach. Uh, so the other thing is in uh, April, I'm doing a step in the spring and I'm doing specials, three specials. One, a discovery session for one hour will be half price. Mm -hmm. And so that will be $44. And I'm doing a one-hour vision into the future for $44, I'm sorry. And then I'm offering my book on special at $15. Now, it is on Amazon, but it's on Amazon for a much higher price of $21.95. Uh, mm -hmm. So you would order it through me, and then I would sign it and get it shipped out to you right away. The mm. other thing... Uh, yeah, the other thing I have going on is we're going to have our third Illuminate event. And I'm sorry, this is just for women only. Uh, this will be our third one. They've been very successful, very powerful. This one is on mind, body, spirit, a happiness day for you. And I will be one of the speakers. I'll be talking about the spirit, and we'll have two other speakers. We'll have vendors. <clears throat> excuse me, and we'll have door prizes galore, and we'll have games and food, and we're going to have a great day. It's April 16th, which is on a Thursday, and it starts at 10 o'clock, and it ends at 3.30. It is at the Leader, which I've not been there before. It's just called the Leader, and it's at 54th and Winthrop. That's kind of on the northeast side, so to speak, around just outside of Broad Ripple. And it's going to be fun. And you can go on to Eventbrite and order your tickets. I don't have the link. I can send it to Dwight, and he could probably put it up there for you. Yeah, absolutely. So come out. Yeah, come out. Um, bring your friends. It's going to be a great day, and you're going to walk away feeling more empowered than what you did when you first walked in. 
Love that. Love that. And we definitely Blake, have one more thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, great. And, and the final thing is, is that whoever's listening out there, if you have an organization or a networking group or a company that you would like me to come and speak to, I would be happy to. You just have to um, get through Dwight, go through Dwight or go through me. And can I give them, are you going to put my website up there and my telephone yep. number? Or? Yeah, whatever you want me to put in there, go ahead and share how to connect okay. with you on there. Okay, you can contact me at 317-201-8389. And if you're calling regarding a, a coaching session, I do Zoom all over the United States. Uh, and I also do in person and I'll come to you. And or we do it over the phone, whatever you would like. And then to my website, it's www.carrielmoreandteam.com. I'm on Facebook. Carrie L. Moore and Team dot com. No. Carrie L. Moore and Team. Right? That's that's it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. On Facebook. <laughs> yes, ma'am. And that's more with two O's. Um, and I, Terry yeah. is spelled with an I. Y'all. Terry is spelled with an I more with two O's. So um, one thing I also let y'all know that that the event we're talking about here close to Broad Ripple that is in Indianapolis. So any of you in surrounding in the Midwest or want to fly in, definitely want to come out to the Illuminate again. It's third year. Um, I haven't found my way. I found a way of sneaking into this event. I have found a way of sneaking into plenty of women's empowerment events. I want to know what y'all talking about, being all secretive. Um, <laughs> I haven't found a way into this one, but it definitely is an event worth finding out about. We'll definitely have a link in the show notes for that event, right? So you can go ahead and grab your tickets and come on out and have a fabulous day, fabulous event with other spiritual leaders. And not only just talk about that, but actually start stepping into your own power, of course, illuminating your life. Um, that being said, Joe, um, I am so grateful, Terry, Miss Terry, for you being on here. Thank you, Mama. Um, this has been awesome. And look, um, yeah, <laughs> I didn't know some of the stuff you're talking about forgiveness. So I thank you for coming and sharing again, for being a vulnerable and showing the TFP family what it's like to be vulnerable and still be inauthentic and true to who you are. And because you're doing that, you continue to be blessed. I thank you for being an example of that. Thank you. Thank you so much for, for having me. And, um, my chapter, Power and Forgiveness to White, would be really good for you to read again. Okay. Yes, ma'am. I will do. I got blessed. Talk to y'all later. <laughs> That's another speaking to your son. You've just listened to episode number 35 of the Wealthy Author Podcast with your host, D. Orlando Fortune. That's me. And I want to give thanks to our creator. And I got to ask you a question. Do you have any questions or any comments? I want you to email them to fortune at thoughtfortunepress.com. Again, thoughtfortunepress.com. Don't forget to reserve your seat for the free training that we talked about here in the thoughtfortunepress.com mini forward slash mini class, M-I-N-I-C-L-A-S-S, thoughtfortunepress.com forward slash mini class. And that's where I teach you how to avoid the nine mistakes beginning authors make and how to write a money-making branded book without being a great writer 
or wasting your time waiting for a publishing deal. Go grab that mini class, get your virtual seat at thoughtfortunepress.com slash mini class. And if you like this show, I want you to do us a favor, like share, like, and join. Take a screenshot and share the episode with the hashtag wealthyauthorpodcast. Show us how much you like us by giving us five stars and a review on iTunes. Finally, join us every week by subscribing to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. Y'all, just for you know, we are having a, a, a virtual launch of my updated version of the of how to write your book in less than four hours. The new title is The Four Hour Book. It's very short, very quick, very short uh, title. That's it. A lot of the content has been updated. The same concepts, the 10 steps are the same. I just found new ways I continue to work with clients and continue to evolve my way of introducing these contests and uh, uh, concepts and being able to convey this message even more clearly. And that's one of the beautiful things, again, about being able to write your own book. We'll talk um, uh, we'll talk more about that in next week's episode, which is going to be a solo episode. We'll talk more about that what, I had, what I've learned about updating this book and relaunching it. So that'll be that whole episode. Again, you'll have the new book will be out. Um, the new version of the book should, should be out. I'll give you links to that. I'll talk a little bit about the new content inside of the book and what that process was about How as I updated it. But that's all for this week. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And as always, you can be, you can do, you can have anything you want in this world. You've just got to believe. You can live a life of no doubt, just blessings, and we will show you <laughs> all you part of No Doubt Nation, and if you're watching this, uh, listening to this, these episodes religiously, if you're a part of No Doubt Nation, No Doubt Living University, if you're going through some of the courses, if you jumped onto NoDoubtLiving.com and grabbed yourself one of the new shirts or hoodies out there, you are part of No Doubt Nation, and you know our mantra. I want you to say it loudly and do it proudly and make life happen every day. God bless y'all, and always remember. You're only one book away. Until then.